Welcome everybody to another episode of Running Things Considered. And uh, if you're wondering why I'm whispering right now, it's because our guest just just woke up from a nap. Okay, so I don't want to talk too loud, you know, to get him get him all riled up. So it's gonna be a quiet episode. Um, but without further ado, we're getting the two-time Olympian, Powerman Track Club Extraordinaire, twelve fifty-eight five K. And 27, 12, 10K, everybody. It's Woody Kincaid. Yeah, no, thanks, man. That was a great introduction. It sounds a lot better resume than normal. This, thank you. Thank you. I, I figured we could make the circumstances into a little joke, you know, you know, see, <laughs> make some fun out of it. Right. But again, you know, thanks for coming on. Woody Kincaid, everybody. Uh, you had probably the best weekend of a week of your life i would imagine if i were in your shoes i would imagine i'm feeling pretty good right now um and the i i think i think this is this was big so you made you made the team in the 10k and then going over to the 5k just just off the bat i am kind of curious um what 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 kind of did the the double mean to you? You know, you got the ten, but the the five five k as well. How how much did the the five k mean? Off the <laughs> well, bat, I, I was getting right into it. I was all in on the ten, so I was like, I need to make this team the ten. I think I can do it in the ten. This race is my kind of race. So when I made the ten, I was just elated. I didn't sleep the night afterwards. I it was gonna be. It, it took but, a really long time to refocus. Did you not sleep just because you were excited or were you, you, you know, having a fun time? No, I was just like, both. yeah, I was excited. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't having a fun time at all. I was like in my, in my hotel, just pacing around. I was just too, too excited. Really? So, so like, 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 bed, like so not like, even like a cool excuse. I didn't. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not a cool excuse at all. I was just, uh, I was just very happy. And I, I went to dinner with, um, my friends Abby and, and basically my friends from UP and uh, my parents were just so stoked. So just seeing everybody around you happy, it's just like really hard to, to really uh, calm down. But to answer your question about the five, uh, I think when I was warming up for the prelim is when it finally hit me. It's like, okay, I have to do this again. Like it wasn't even until that I really was back in uh, Eugene and warming up for the second race. I was like, wait a minute. I have to make another team. <laughs> I have to do this again. Um, and I think Grant and I both were like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I can't, I don't know if we can get back into this. Um, it, but, was it, was it more of like a, like a mental thing, you know, cause you were already just like, you're, the meet was already a success. Was it more mental or cause or, or what? It was, it was mental. I, we were tired. Uh, yeah. I think there's a, you know, uh, we traveled, we uh, just had a great race. Um, the pressure was off. Uh, but I think the moment the, the prelim started, we were just back in it and it was like, okay, hey, wait. time to go again. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. And, and, and then, <laughs> then we get to the final and I think we both were like, uh, well, we want to win. <laughs> it was no longer like we were just happy to make the 10. We got uh, greedy at that point because we felt like we had uh, a lot left after that, that prelim. Yeah. It, it is kind of funny how, like, uh, 
I mean, sometimes not as common in like the, 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 the five and 10 K, but I feel like, you know, you get better through the rounds sometimes. I know in the 800, especially like that third round is usual people's PRs come from. So I, I know, I mean, I don't, it, do you think it's the case in like, like the 10, five K? No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, you just feel worse each race. It, each race yeah. is so hard. That prelim felt like an all out race. It wasn't like getting momentum. It's like no. I'm, being, I'm driving the nail deeper and deeper, and I still want to just still want to nail it. Yeah, that, that's what I'd imagine because yeah, I'm more of an 800 runner, and like I, I, it takes me like a week's recovery from when I do like cross country. So, <laughs> but but I guess that's just the natural competitor in you, right? Yeah, I think if you have the training, you have the miles. Uh, the the tr- the race will still be there no matter where or how you feel. I think. Yeah there are times when you're hurt or you're sick, that's not going to be there. But if you're just tired, um, we've all done workouts on no sleep before. We've right. All done that's where we just like are exhausted. Um, and it kind of just works out that way. Yeah. If you're in shape to do it. That, oh, that's all. That's an important part for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I guess, you know, you always, yeah, you had to humble the, the collegians too, you know, they're, they're getting a little too excited, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I'm that's what I would want from any collegiate. Like yeah. the, the world is, you know, is theirs. I know pretty much, pretty much these days. I mean, I, yeah, especially I guess in the, in the 1500 Cole Hawker, um, I mean, everyone's talked about him, but you know, it, it is kind of ridiculous how, you know, like, uh, like the average age group of Olympians is just going down and down and down. Um, yeah. I think training is just getting better for younger people. I think it, that's, just, that's, you think that's the big thing. I think it is. I, I sometimes kind of attribute that to just like the internet and let's run uh, a little bit. Cause like, cause like any high, any like middle school coach can like see what anybody's doing in a sense. You know what I mean? I think that plays a big part. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, back in the day or not even that long ago, coaches were just, uh, they taught history and then they were like, I'll make an extra couple thousand dollars by yeah track. but now it can track me you know well yeah now like uh, i mean if you do just a little bit of research you can get a pretty good program for a young person yeah yeah because my, my high school coach he he was you know he, he was really good at what he did he, you know he he had multiple people in the dream mile uh but he played football uh and uh he, play, he played football um when he was in high school so he didn't have much of a track background but he just, it was literally just because of the internet that he could just like, just spam all these different coaches and like get in contact with all these people to kind of like figure out the sport. Um, so yeah, that I, I, I'm with you there. Yeah. I, I, there's still, there's still something that separates a good coach from a bad coach, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure there's, I'm not sure what it is, but it seems to be a good coach. For good yeah. Coach. I, feel, I feel like it's just, Yeah. Like, like, like the intuition of like when to push someone, when to, when to not, you know, there, there's stuff. Yeah. You definitely just like, and even like being an athlete, like, like to listen to your body, you like, no, if I feel this bad, maybe I should back off. If I feel this good, maybe I should, you know, keep going. I think we should go right into the speed round questions. And that's, it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, I say something, then you just say the first thing that comes to your mind, you know, I'm good at that. Yeah, you are. Perfect. Fortunately, too good. Yeah. Perfect. So without further ado, let's uh, cue the dramatic music that I'm going to edit in the background right there. In three, two, one. What's your favorite part about racing Chalimo? 
uh, the fact that I know that he really wants to beat me and that I really want to beat him. So I think the the extra competitiveness, I really like that. We really do want to beat each other. That's good. And that's why I love watching you guys race. Uh, for some reason, it always gets, gets you know, fun somehow. <laughs> yeah. The guy huh. you want to beat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Does Grant Fisher have any flaws, if at all? Uh, not the, not really, man. This guy yeah. is a miracle worker. I, I, I didn't think so. Uh, that was the impression I got. I'm trying to think. I mean, I, my mom probably thinks he doesn't. Grant really is a, a well-rounded dude. So I, I'm not yeah. even, I'm not even trying to <laughs> sugarcoat this. He really is just like a well-rounded guy. I know it, it, it kind of makes you realize that, you know, we're not, you know, we're not all born equal. You know, there are guys <laughs> like Grant Fisher out there. He's far more marketable in terms <laughs> of we've talked about. And, you know, and if he wasn't running, he'd be, uh, you know, making $200,000 being an electrical engineer, you or know, like cryptocurrency or something. Yeah. Something like yeah. That. <laughs> like that <laughs> what's the best part about being a pro runner um i get to sleep a lot what's the worst part about being a pro runner uh it's short i wish i could do it for long longer it's a wow. short job look at you look at you finish the lyric hey i just met you and this is crazy but here's my number i just met you and this is crazy here's my number Please don't call me. I'm pissed. <laughs> Please don't oh, call me. Maybe or something. <laughs> no, I actually no. I we're fine actually. <laughs> you know that song? Of course I know. Call me. Okay, maybe. just making sure. Just I make didn't want to just say that line. <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. Yeah, I mean it's your it's your speed round, you know, so that's fine. You got your answer. That song was a banger. It there. still is. It still is. It is. What sport would you play if it wasn't track? Uh, soccer was my dream for sure. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. What's six times four? 24. What's your favorite Nike shoe? Peg, peg 34s. That, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. That, was, that my opinion, peak of the pegs. Yeah. What's the hardest workout you've ever done? Uh, probably thousands with tails. What does that mean? You would do a thousand, uh, basically faster than 5k pace at altitude and then hundred meter jog and you, you rip the end with the 200. Jeez. Yeah. Those Jeez. are hard. What, what pace about, about what pace would, would that be for your best one? I mean, it's different at altitude versus sea level. So I, I don't know, probably about 61, 62s. Jesus. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's for real. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, when do you think the world... altitude, perhaps? Yeah. Still, that's still ridiculous. I mean, yeah. Good. You know, good for you. You know, that's 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 that's, 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 how, that's how you get there. That's how you get there. I wouldn't know, but I'm assuming so. Uh, when do you think the world's gonna end? Um, long after humans are gone. How? How do? You, what, how do you think it's gonna end? Um, I think it'll just be like a natural decay. I think it's yeah, <laughs> just just like a yeah. I don't think like an old apple events at all. I think it will just kind of, you know, yeah. Ten years. Yeah. Do, do you do you, and should the world end? Is the last one? No. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I'm with that. Uh, what's your what's your preferred sock length? 
Oh, I like it just, I'm actually very picky about this. I like thin socks where it's just above the, they come up just above the ankle and they just wrap around that, uh, that ball of your ankle. It's my so I guess they, what, what do you call that? I don't know. Uh, above ankle socks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Because there's like crew, there's like uh, no show. And I guess that, that just be, I don't know. Yeah, ab above ankle. Let's go with that. And this is something we ask every single person in running things considered. And that is, what is your favorite apple? Mm. Probably green, man. Pretty basic. Green apple. Pretty basic. Green. Yeah. You know, it just goes with a lot of stuff. It's yeah, like, I agree. I like the little bitterness or the sourness. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Every once in a while, we'll get a guest that will have just a, an absurd amount of knowledge of apples. And we'll give you like a, like a top five of like Gala to uh, Granny Smith to like Honeycrisp. But, you know, I... Back, back in the we day, accept, I, used know, I used to know my apples, but I don't yeah. anymore. Yeah, back I in the, I mean, back in groceries. Yeah, back in groceries. Yeah, but I mean, green, green is you know. The, honestly, I think like all green apples taste the same. I, honestly, the more I think about it, so that's that's a valid answer. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of <Yeah>. do. <laughs> well, that's the end of the speed round. Uh, and before we get into the uh, the meat of the podcast, you know, I always have to say. Uh, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We it's it's purely just just to be better than sit and kick. We don't really you know care about having high numbers to get better guests. We don't really care about uh, having it just for my ego. We just care about being better than sit and kick. So uh, if you're unsure about giving us a ranking, just go ahead and check their podcasts. And if it's higher than ours, give us a five-star ranking. Otherwise, you know you know enjoy your day. Well, so thank you so much, and please do that. All right. And now this next part of the podcast is we have five trivia questions about Willie Kincaid. So I did a good bit of research. I, uh, I paid good money to get a private investigator for the past few, few years to track your life so I could know more about it. So I could ask these, these questions that you can answer and hopefully get into a good interview. That's right. some top dollar stuff, man. Is it Wikipedia? It's, uh, you know, I, I can't disclose that. They do ask for money that. occasionally. They, I do. Have you ever uh, donated? No, I probably should. I That's use like the one thing I donate to because I, I, I love fun facts, you know, and, uh, and Wikipedia saved me more times than I can count. Um, so, so, you know, think about donating to Wikipedia, everybody. All right. So this next part, uh, you know, let's just, let's just get right into it. The first question. Are you ready? I'm on, yeah. I'm yeah. All right. All right. In ancient times, this event was of such cultural importance that there was an agreed upon armistice of all participating nations spanning the duration of this event. What event is this? Pax Romana. What? Was it the Pax Romana? Eh. Wait, was it? You want me to read it again? Yeah, read it again. Okay. I was too confident in my answer. I mean, I, I mean, the armistice you know, it's just the olympics oh god it's just legit the i just olympics. was like my mind went somewhere else like the most peaceful time in history uh, <laughs> western history probably Packs i mean you i will say you did you did sound smart i think because i feel like if, if you knew less about history and all that stuff i feel like you would have said olympics but you know i, 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 I feel kind of like getting that wrong was kind of impressive 
no no it's not <laughs> a little bit i mean no. it's kind of vague but um go ahead continue I'll continue. I'll continue. I'll that, yeah. You know, I, I guess I may have like thrown you through a loop saying uh, that we did a lot of research, but really I just wanted to talk about the Olympics. Um, so <laughs> uh, easy question. When was the, when was the first time uh, that this was like a genuine goal in your mind? Um, I think probably the last year of my college, um, just because it aligned with my last year was 2016. So mm. um Fortunately, I kind of like the collegians now, they had sort of a capstone on their season where I'm going to try and make the Olympics right. um, versus just having the NCAA. So that would probably be, that'd be it is my fifth year in college. I was like, I think I'm good enough to, to, to do well on the national stage. And I guess uh, since then, um, obviously like every team's important, but has there, has there been like, kind of like a, a planning in your head that this would, this would, that everything would kind of like lead up to the the peak that is, that was this past week. I mean, it was hard not to think about it. Obviously, you know, when you're a pro runner, the Olympics is always going to be in the back of your mind, but uh, no, I mean, even when COVID hit, uh, there was still like, I want to have a good year. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think we kind of take it year by year and next year when, when, it's just a world championship here in Eugene. We're going to have that same. I really want to make this team. Yeah. Um, so it's unfortunate when people have these careers where they don't make the Olympics or they make every other team, because it really is the same thing, the same buildup and the same strength. It's just, everybody has this focus towards one every four. Yeah. Uh, not fair, but that's, I know. I know. I mean, I, I feel like it's all like, like some somehow goes back to, I mean, the sport kind of being invented around, this uh do you hear that by the way no oh i did hear something but i don't know my cat's going crazy Mm. um so one sec i'll be right back i'll be right one one quick pause i'll I'll remember to pick that up uh yeah it's fine um poster by the way thank you the that that one yeah i guess you were in a band right yeah actually i was hell yeah hell yeah yeah drummer i i I did i did my research i was telling you i was talking to you yeah that was Um, either wild (laughs) guess or you went through my uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) um uh, as i was saying um because i it it is kind of like unfortunate in a sense that this sport was kind of based around an event that's every four years because i mean for an athlete that's just an enormous amount of time and i guess it's not just track like you know swimming is at the forefront and uh so like being good this year, like in, in most aspects, like monetarily, like, you know, being able to put the Olympian in your tag, it's, it's, it's like a lot of things have to have to line up, um, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but, but also on that same note, um, so you made the, the, I guess you won the 10 K and I guess now, I mean, I mean, although you like, you're a little bit ahead of, ahead of, uh, Grant, but I guess going to Tokyo, you're, 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 I mean, probably ranked like top 10, uh, in the world. Have you, do you feel any added like weight on your shoulders more than, more than normal, or is it just a change in perspective? I don't, I don't know. I don't think about it. Right. I, I kind of just think, okay. Um, I know the day of the race, uh, everything, like my mentality, everything that I've been 
habitualized to will take over. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, and I know it's going to be quiet. It's going to be a quiet race. Um, so I, I don't think it will feel in the moment like there's more pressure. I think after the Olympics, I'll be able to see the impact it has more than during the Olympics. Sure. Um, so no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think I feel. Yeah. More yeah. Cause I guess you've been, I mean, you've, you've, you've ran plenty of, plenty of big races. And so I guess it would kind of like be counterproductive to treat this any different for sure. Um, I don't even know if I'm treating it differently so much as I, it doesn't feel different yet. Like I'm not like making a mental change to, okay, now I just have to treat it as any other race. It just is another race. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause I guess from like a, from like, like, the, like, I guess if there's like a high school runner listening to this, um, like if, and even like myself, like if I would imagine I would make an Olympic team, uh, it would feel like, I don't know, kind of crazy. Um, but I guess, I guess it, it you know, um, I mean, I, I guess probably, probably the, one of the reasons that I guess you even got here is because, I mean, maybe you don't, you, you, you don't look at things as these like grand events. Uh, does that make any sense? Yeah, and, and I've talked to this with Pascal, who was a, a 2000 Olympian, our weight training coach. I've talked to people on my team. Uh, they still like got as nervous for high school races, for like college races and for mm-hmm. professional races. And I'm sure for the Olympics, um, it really, you don't realize it, but you're, you're kind of in your own bubble. Yeah. In, in every sense. So when you're in high school, that race feels like like the olympics do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? um and then when you're in college you know you see college kids interested in college and um these guys are uh big names for other college athletes but once they're out of it um they have the potential to kind of fall off the grid because that sure. college section that was that was their bubble has moved on with their life as well so it i think it's good to look at the every race that way where if you're in high school, you really care and you really want to win that race. And if you're in college, you really want to win college. And if you're trying to be in the Olympics, you really want to be in the Olympics. So, you know, I, that's probably the best way to look at things. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I, I don't think every runner is like that. Some kids in, in high school were like, I want to be in the Olympics one day. And then they fall short of winning state. And they're like, how can I ever make the Olympics? True. Um, and I think that kind of stuff can build up over time. So the people with uh, a short memory, <laughs> in some sense, um, have a better chance of making that jump, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree, uh, you know, because I, I guess for me, the most nervous I've ever been for a race ever was my freshman year at state in a four by eight, you know, and, you know, I mean, I've, I, I went on to, you know, to win state titles, you know, and, you know, go to nationals in the NCAA or whatever. But the most nervous I've ever been in my whole life was um, my freshman year when I was 14 on a relay. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. And it, it is it is crazy because imagining that the, you know, the level that you're at is the same thing pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my honestly, one of the most nervous I've ever been was for a race in Aspen. That was basically just a fun run. Like it was just Aspen. A- Yes. So we like, like, uh, like, like the rich ski town in Colorado. Yeah. We just drove <laughs> yeah. to Aspen to have a good fun race, but like, because we had drove somewhere, it felt like we had more invested in it, you know? 
So I was just so nervous for it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that <laughs> stuff kind of carries over. Yeah, I mean, good thing the Olympics aren't asked. So, yeah. <laughs> good thing. Yeah. Very. <laughs> good thing. Um, all right. Well, I, I, let's go ahead and get into the next one. All right. In 1966, the book Jogging was released and is credited for igniting the jogging phenomenon in the 70s, in which running first began to be seen as a fitness routine. Who wrote this book and it has something to do with your life? Uh, Billy Mills? <laughs> don't know. No, he didn't. Of course not Billy Mills. Uh, I honestly should know, but I don't. I'm sorry. Bowerman. Bill Bowerman. Of course. Bill Bowerman. I'm really not good at this kind of stuff. Like, I have to freak out. Like, my mind just goes <laughs> in different places. Obviously, you're leading me to the question of Bowerman. And I'm thinking, like, my life. Okay, who won the 10th? You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this uh, happens. Because uh, it, it is kind of funny. It's like the... Uh, the people who think about it the most and are like the least confident always, always get it right. Cause the answer is always like something basic. Uh, but you know, that, you know that, I, you're going to learn something about me is I do like overthink simple answers. Uh -oh. like that. Well, well, we have three more. We have three more. Um, let's do it. Let's continue to let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So for the first thing I'm, I'm curious about is so slightly. Yeah. You, you got it. You got a, a really good kick. Okay. And I feel like it's gotten better over time, personally. Um, just from like a training, a training standpoint, what kind of workouts do you, I guess, take, uh, do you think about as like workouts that are going to help your kick? Well, I, my kick is actually not significantly better than it was in 2016 when mm -hmm. I was 23. I closed my last lap in the Olympic trials uh, in 2016 in the same time. Um, as I did in 2021. So I, I wouldn't say that my, I've been working on my kicks so much as now I just have a lot more experience, uh, a lot more miles under my belt to uh, hopefully be in a better position to have a, a little bit extra strength underneath yeah. me that actually puts me in a position to use the kick that I've actually always had. Yeah, yeah. But so it's, I, it's good I, to bring that up because a lot of people are like where's this kick come from it's like it's always been there man you just yeah i'm always in like eighth and i kick for third but now it's now i just have more experience and i'm in yeah. third and i kick for first or i'm in six and i kick for third like it's so different. so i i guess kind of what i was so the answer i was looking for you kind of said strength workouts you know to kind of like like be a little further uh a fur little further up to be able to use the kick you've always had i think yeah we're very strength-based environment yeah yeah it's carried over um, and then another thing i'm kind of curious about is i guess the bowerman team as a whole obviously you guys are super good but as far as uh um like recruits go and uh people people you get on i feel like a lot of the times they aren't just like the you know i mean obviously like you got grant fisher sean mcgordy but you know you got a new guy on thomas radcliffe and even kieran like they're good like obviously they're good but they're not like um like big names that have like a gajillion followers um I guess Kieran does, but those are all, you know, high time on high. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what, what do you, what do you think, I guess, is makes uh, someone have success on the Bowerman team? Um, well, we train very hard, first of all. Uh, and I think if you ask Kieran or me five years ago, uh, how they make these, these big transitions is you're just hanging on 
And when you realize you hang on, you know, you can hang on to this workout for six months, you're going to try and hang on to them in the races. And it's not always going to happen. I mean, uh, there will be a couple bad races your first year, but I think once training catches up to you, uh, everyone generally gets better. Yeah. Um, and so, and so I guess you're, you're more so because like not everyone can handle like insane training, you know, like there's are some elite athletes that almost like train under their, their, their weight, I guess. Um, but it seems like Bowerman, you guys are, uh, like on the opposite side. So, so you say like, you, you guys more look for like grinders and people who still have that potential that can handle this, this training more so. I think uh, it's actually kind of more of a mixed bag than you expect. Jerry definitely likes grinders. He's like a soft spot mm-hmm. for grinders, but he'll take talent all day. Um, yeah. I would, you know, I think if you have talent, you can grind these workouts. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he's not just going to take somebody who he doesn't see a, a high potential for. Um, so grinding is not enough. You have to have a lot of talent too. Sure. But it definitely sure. helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I guess I'm more thinking about uh, – I guess like, like myself for, uh, um, cause, cause the, the team I was on, uh, uh, the, the pro team I was on kind of going into the Olympics, uh, was, was based off of a Bowerman training. Cause I guess there's Amy Begley who, um, and Andrew Begley, they were, uh, I guess kind of like uh, assisting on the Bowerman team for many, many years. And so my program was based off, off, I guess, kind of like the intensity and like the philosophy, not the exact workouts, but just the philosophy of, you know, being really, really fit a lot. <laughs> I, if, you know, if you, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but it was actually like such a difference from, from college that I ended up, I guess, getting kind of pushed a little, a little too far. Um, so I was just, you know, and, and, you know, and it ended up not being able to handle it, but I, I mean, that happens a lot in, on the Olympic cycles. So I'm not bitter or anything, but yeah, I mean, it happens a lot in Bowerman as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think CD has reiterated this many times, Chris Derrick, um, that Jerry will give us enough rope to hang ourselves with. Um, so a lot of athletes will come out of college and latch on to that big training and maybe get caught up in it. And, you know, they won't have a good first few seasons because, uh, you know, they, they try and take on the world. But uh, once you do kind of find out where that sweet spot is with Jerry's training and you kind of realize that Jerry's only going to keep revving the engine and it, yeah. it, it requires you to um, say, OK, that's enough then I think that's when you find the most success on this team. And, and the same, same is true for uh, someone like you um, in any situation yeah. where you get carried away, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and then I guess just, just more of a, I guess, a compliment. I guess you guys, you guys got five guys in the, going into the 10K in the uh, – five guys, right? Going to Tokyo in the 10K? Yeah, we got Mo, um, Mo Ahmed. Mark Scott, Mark Karen, Scott, uh, Grant Fisher, and Kieran, right? Yeah, uh, that's it. Five. That's that's awesome. That's so exciting. Um, and I guess this is this is a surface level question, but um, do 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 you do you think that having having more of those guys have has made you faster? Um. I sometimes think I do. And sometimes, sometimes think I don't. Um, Cause I think there have been times that this guy, these guys have pulled me through workouts. Um, and there've been times where uh, I just run too hard mm-hmm. <laughs> and I hurt myself. So uh, those moments where I've been pushed that extra 
step by those guys. I've gotten better, but there's been moments where um, I wouldn't say moments. There's been years where I lost training because I've been overstepping my training too long and I've been hurt. So who knows if I would, if I would have had consistent training all along, if I would be better than who I am now. But I, I think that those guys being there have definitely elevated my training mm -hmm. um, when I'm healthy. Yeah. And, and I know even just like the mental aspect of racing, like if you can look around and, and know exactly what four other guys are doing in the race, like, you know, it, it, it'll make you easy to it'll make it a lot easier to, to hang with the pack. So I think that's a big advantage. It's going to be a huge advantage having my teammates in the race. Mm -hmm. Huge advantage. Um, if we're, if we're all running well, <laughs> I'm not worried. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Worried. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty confident. And <laughs> yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Cause, cause Mo, Mo Ahmed, what, what do you run the other with like 1250? Mo ran 1250. Yeah. I mean, Mo's ready to go. I think we all are. No. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. So that, that's exciting. It's exciting. Um, it, it, it's definitely unfortunate with uh, Lamont, but you know, the Olympics are hard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. We, we, you know, anytime we've, we've talked about this on runs dozens of times, like it'd be sweet if Bowerman one, went one, two, three, but it never works out that way. Yeah. Or, that's what's so nerve wracking. He's like, man, we're all in shape to make this team. Uh, I think all three of us could like, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't want to be the guy that doesn't that, you know, know. different every year. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, the sport, it, it almost takes, uh, you know, like, like, like a mentality of that, like you really can't put your worth in, in the outcomes of races, you know, just cause especially at the pro level, like a lot of things have to line up for sure. Yep. Um, I don't think, uh, that's probably, that's probably one of the best things about Jared. I don't think he, he really, he, he puts more, he puts a lot of, uh, he cares a lot about how people train, not just how they race. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously he likes to see the people perform, but uh, if you train the way he likes you to train, I mean, like that goes a long ways in our group. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Cause like, I guess like, as long as like, you know, you're, you're, you're doing what, what he thinks you should be doing. And then if it doesn't kind of go his way, I guess it's kind of more on, he, he has a bit of responsibility there um he does yeah. yeah but he'll he he'll be like i still want to keep this person like yeah. maybe maybe it's not working out but i still like the way that they work on the team um they've earned their spot right yeah it, it's definitely not just like a like they give you a season to try out like uh uh i don't know like like other other pro teams i guess he, he definitely i guess invests in uh, athletes like yeah. such as yourself he clearly has been great yeah. And yeah. I'm only speaking for the men's side at, at the moment, because I really don't understand the dynamic on the women's side as much. So uh, that's I mean, the whole side of the team that I'm not really that involved in. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's half uh, the team. Yeah. Yeah. Bower Bowerman babes and the Bowerman bros. They, they, have you ever, do they call you the Bowerman bros? I, I call my I I name of the babes. I think I think I would call ourselves the Bowman Bros. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I, I don't. They don't talk about the Bowman Bros enough. I'll say that for sure. We're not as good. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> yet after this year, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they they got two in the five and two in the ten on the women's side too, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Five, one in the 10. One in the 10. One in the 10. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Bowerman Bros, man. <laughs> Coming this year. Yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah. Well, this next one, uh, you probably will not get right. It's a pretty hard question. <laughs> I absolutely won't. Just don't even ask it then, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> no, going to ask it. Ask it. Let's go for it. I like it. <laughs> I'm hard. Sometimes I'm sure. the easy ones and I hit the hard ones. It's like, that's textbook me, actually. We'll see. We got, we got three more to go. All right. There's one that you're 100% going to get. Okay. But this one's not that. <laughs> The material nylon has the ability to easily spring back into place when stretched, which makes it excellent in wearability in what? Uh, women's spandex. <laughs> Stocks. <laughs> what do we use nylon for? Uh, That's not the, I'll read the question again. I think you, I don't know. I'm looking for more of like an adjective. Is it okay. arm sleeves? Is it a joke about my arm sleeves? <laughs> no, I like arm sleeves. I should have asked a question <laughs> on that. I should have asked a question on that. Um, <laughs> I'll read it again. The material nylon has the ability to easily spring back into place when stretched, which makes it great in wearability in this other adjective, in description or something. Starts with an R. Um. Um, you you need to be a blank athlete to resilient yeah that's it resilient okay yeah, so, yeah was, it was you know i write these i'm not i'm not a teacher uh but you know what resilience that's why that's what i'll do so obviously i feel like you know some people i i, I know i've heard like some people have said that i guess your career is like um, not defined by injury, but like has to do with like injury. But I mean, I think that's, that's more so like resilience, um, had obviously high highs, but, um, like overall, you know, there's been some speed bumps. Um, and I, I'm just curious about like the mentality, uh, how do you, how do you approach, uh, injury and bouncing back with confidence to the next season? Um, I, I think a lot of it has to do with being a, a bit of a space cadet, man. Think, what do you mean by that? I think having uh, a, a bit of a disconnect with uh, what my own situation is and, and thinking where I could be, I think being a bit of a, a dreamer um, is healthy in some sense where it kind of lets you still think you can do something um, even if uh, your situation's not great. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think that that builds a lot of resiliency, but it has its its major downfalls, right? Where For sure. Uh, I guess a synonym would be, I guess, delusional, you know, delusional. I, I don't think I'm quite delusional. I, I don't think it's fair to say that. Okay. Um, because I, I, I do, I do face reality at some point, but I think um, it wasn't delusional for me to think I could do this. Um, and it's kind of that weird side of being a runner of uh, not, not, you know, having confidence in, in some things and no, no confidence in others, but running is yeah. one of those things where I have um, a lot of confidence in myself. And uh, obviously answering questions in trivia is not something that I'm, I'm gonna be super confident about. <laughs> but, uh, being a bit of a, of a, a hopeful person, I think goes a, lot way, a long way. 
Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are the athletes that I look to coach. Um, those are athletes that I think will have the most success eventually, mm-hmm. even if they initially look um, the most, <laughs> the most distracted, perhaps. Sure. I think that there's a lot going on back there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and that's something you pretty much see across the board with runners at your level is no matter kind of the circumstances um, you always have to kind of believe in yourself. Um, And, and that's why I guess like, like Donovan Brazier, he'll be back, you know uh, um, for instance. And I guess, uh, and another, another thing I'm curious about um, is there's this metaphor that I, that I, I talked about in the last podcast and I thought it ended up being a, a fruitful conversation. Um, but it's, 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 it's the, the thermostat, um, of, of the, and I'm using the metaphor thermostat compared to with level of success as in like everyone kind of internally has, um, their own, like, like thermostat and goals. So let's say if someone's thermostat level is set to all American and they just, you know, and they're, and they're, I guess, a freshman in college, then they're going to be working hard, heating up, heating up until they get to become the All-American status. But let's say they have a breakout race and kind of actually make worlds. It can sometimes be uncomfortable if you're past your level of success. Um, Obviously, your level um, is Olympian or more. Um, Has that kind of like that goal of where, where you see yourself, like even if, even if you didn't make it, you kind of still, still see yourself at the world level. Um, how has that like changed over your career? And uh, where do you think that is right now of like how good you, like, you think you are? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think um, when you first get into something, you kind of depend on what other people, because you don't really know what's good and what isn't. So you kind of depend on what you hear. Like, so your coach has to build confidence within you and say hey this is a really good um for what you're doing this is a really good uh start right so it's like you can't just come out and be like i'm gonna i mean there are people who believe that they're like the the grandiose people i i I was never like that i was like is this good i don't know if this if what my running a 211 800 for a first race is good or something like that so when you first start i think you need uh some guidance and uh experience but then once you have, uh, you know, races and um, some understanding of uh, where you are, I think you can at least start to really believe where you could go. Yeah. Um, and I think beginning in college, uh, I had a very good opening race and people started telling me like, you can go very far with this. So mm-hmm. from very early age, people told me I could do this. And I think that stayed, stayed in my head. And I, I don't think that I was naturally like, I'm going to be an Olympian. <laughs> right. Right. So, it, so you kind of like elevated where, where you see yourself kind of over time. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it goes a little bit from this is what people told me to now I'm, I'm really sure I can do this because I know how I felt doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one else can tell you how you felt running something, right? They sure. can't, you can't explain that to someone. That's why when you, when I lose a race to, to Grant or to anybody, I ran like 746 earlier. Um, I knew that I felt way better running 746 this year than I ever had before. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of stuff with experience, um, knowing how you felt doing something lets you know that you can make that jump. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, and I guess, I guess right now, um, 
this is probably too soon to ask this, um, but do do you um, kind of like 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 where do you where do you see yourself in the in like okay, so let's let's go fast forward to Tokyo. 10k goes off kind of where, where, where do you see yourself in that race or is it too early to ask that Tokyo I mean yeah. I, I want a medal I, I think it's so hard to know so many things you don't know how the race is going to be ran everyone's everyone's saying this race is going to be hot people setting records you know Kip Limo ran 2630 by himself these people are going to go off and uh, or any you know anybody could could go off and uh, and it's going to be a hot race but I don't know if that's nece- necessarily true I don't believe uh, what anybody tells me about what's going to happen in the race. Cause I know they don't know. Um, and I think that the heat will uh, cause a lot of people to question if they really can take it out. Um, I'm, maybe someone feels good and they think they will uh, where I finish in the race. I'm going to try and try and medal, no matter how the situation goes, if it goes out and, and it's a 26, 30 race, I'm going to put myself up there. Yeah. But in <laughs> maybe I blow up. Uh, but if it's uh, you know, a 27, 20 race or a 27, even 30 race. I'm going to try and put myself in that uh, last lap. Cause I have that kick too. Yes. No matter how the race goes, both grant and I, you know, have Absolutely. this ability to, to finish well and, and mm-hmm. to possibly medal. I really do think so. No, me too. Me too. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think I'm in, uh, I don't think I'm in the majority thinking that I, I would put, uh, most people, us, most people would put us at like eight to 11. Right. Um, but I don't, I, they don't see the work we put in. They don't see what we do. That's one of the problems of Bowerman. We don't race, we don't race a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 and I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. Cause I mean, I, I, I was kind of hesitant asking that question. Cause I feel like the answer is kind of like, obvious. It's like, of course, like you want a medal, like, you know, that's, that's obvious, but, uh, like, you know, I, I, I definitely like, as you were talking about the workouts you guys have been doing and just like the confidence you had in the trials, um, never had, never having made a team before. Um, I definitely think that, you know, you, you belong and I don't need to tell you that you already know that, but, um, I, I definitely, I'm excited. I'll just say that I'm excited. One of the best things about having, I was thinking about this, having a teammate with Bowman, and I'm getting, I'm going sidetracked here, uh, but, uh, it's actually having somebody to talk to before the race. I see so many people just lose their mind before races and no doubt that I'm really nervous. I threw up before my race. It's like, I'm really nervous, but just having somebody that I can just talk to the night before um, and just be myself around like normal. It makes like the whole situation advantage normal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And this Olympic, you know, and as everyone knows, like this isn't going to be a, your, your normal Olympics, you know, Japan is definitely uh, more cautious than America, let's say when it comes to COVID. Um, but I guess having that, having that anchor, uh, I think that's definitely your biggest advantage. And I guess the heat too, cause you know, you guys are more so used to that. Um, are you, are you in altitude right now? Yeah. I'm in park city. Okay. Okay. It's and, and so that's, that's a heat training right there too something like that is it hot there i just said that i made that not up. as bad as eugene okay yeah i, I made that it's up. Hot. It's hot, all right good 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 well i guess this, this one kind of segues uh kind of more into racing all right this next one you, you, should, you you'll probably get it ready 
David Radisha, the world record holder in the 800, was known for running races with what signature style? From front. Running from the front. That's right. Um, and this is something I've noticed, uh, and I, I, I may be, uh, you know, missing something, but I feel like for the most part, um, you, you like races to kind of like, uh, so that you don't have to lead, I guess. I mean, you, you, you did lead a few laps of the 5k, um, but I feel like you're, you definitely like to be kind of like on the, uh, the shoulder of, of a lap to go, um, is, have, have you, have you ever been a front runner or have you always been kind of just like a, a racer? Cause I know my kick is amazing. Um, well, actually I, I paced a 5k and actually I did pretty well in that. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to front running and races, it's just not a good idea. And <laughs> even I understood that um, my whole time. But yeah. no, I've never been a, never been a front runner. Um, I don't think I, I ever will be. I, I feed off of locking in to someone or to something, kind of like a mm -hmm. like instinctually. So when I'm out there in front, I, I kind of I can focus and I can really. Uh, get in the zone but i don't really get that extra boost or yeah focus that i get from locking into somebody's like shoulder or just like hunting them down you know for sure because i guess i know there there is the i guess you know the, the famous you know 2019 uh u.s championships where chalimo took it out just absurdly fast and he was kind of like upset at you that you wouldn't take the pace although you guys are going like 408s um but but yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, you're definitely in the majority with that, uh, you know. I mean, I don't have the, I'm not as good as Chalima was in 2017. Like that's, that guy was on another level, or at least he showed that he was. Um, yeah. 2016, 2017. Um, I don't think he's the same guy anymore, unfortunately, but uh, he's still very good. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. I guess, uh, and then also like, what's what's the the perfect uh, for the 10 K or 5k, you can choose, um, what, 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 what's, what's like, like the perfect, uh, pace the race goes out that makes you the most confident that you can win it. You know what I mean? Like for, for me in the 800, it would be if, if, if I was in, I guess, you know, let's say like seventh place, um, coming through, you know, 453, I guess, and the front runners go out 51, that's a race. I think I can win hundred percent of the time, uh, for the 5k or 10k, what's, what kind of the, what's like the perfect scenario for you as a racer that you're confident that you could win hundred percent of the time? hundred percent, nothing, literally nothing. But, uh, I would like to be with 800 to go. I, I definitely would not want to be in front, <laughs> uh, probably, uh, second or third, you know, that's a, that's the obvious answer. I get the most kick out of myself when I am, uh, when I can see the line and when I'm chasing someone down. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the best position for me. I think second or third is fine. If I have confidence that the third, the second place guy would, would hold on to the first place guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, I like the, like, it's good. That's the right answers. You know, that's the right answers. Um, yeah. Cause, cause I, I know for me, like, uh, like front running was at, was literally impossible. Um, Cause I guess the same season I would go like, uh, 147 in the 800. I remember one time there was just DMR earlier in the season where, uh, I was doing the 800 and I got the baton in like first place. 
and I had nothing to reference off of the whole time. Uh, and I ended up, I ended up splitting 154 and it felt like every other race, but I just, you know, I'm just that bad of a front runner. Um, so, I mean, obviously yeah, you can pace, but, uh, I'm just who, curious. I mean, like, yeah, I'm not, who do you think is good enough other than someone like Rudiger who's setting world records in the Olympics, like, uh, mm-hmm. to really be a front runner and to, to win, uh, an Olympic medal is, hard. is very hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's you really have to believe you're the class of the field. And I don't, uh, I mean, this 10 K is so deep, so deep. I don't see anybody thinking they're really miles ahead of anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. Well, I guess going, I guess, final question. You final question. I feel like we, okay, go ahead. I can do this. All no, let's do it. Oh. <laughs> this will be a quick one. This it, it's, it kind of sucks. Um, Lowering stress and helping you feel more productive and focused. This part of daily life was uh, daily life was temporarily disrupted at the start of the pandemic. What am I referring to? Exercise. It, it's uh yeah, close enough. It's the routine. routine. Um, so like pretty much everyone across the world, their daily routine got messed up, and you know that, that there was a there was a lot of. Uh, I guess science has said that was one of the biggest problems with mental health was everyone's routine getting messed up. So more or less it's important. Um, I can see. Yeah. Yeah. More or less it's important. Um, so we'll, we'll make this quick. Um, there, 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 I guess you, there is like a lot of mystery with the uh, Bowerman training as, as you guys were saying. Um, I, I'm just curious, what, what, what kind of mileage are you doing? Uh, I run about between 80 and 90. Okay. Miles a week. Occasionally I'll be over 90. Um, hey. but yeah, I run, I run about 90. Okay. What, what are the, what are the workout days usually look like? Um, it really depends. We got a, a strength-based workout. Some weeks we have two strength-based workouts. Um, I rarely will we have two speed workouts. I wouldn't, I would say that wouldn't happen. Sure. Uh, so I'll get, if I run 10 in the morning, uh, I'll run five in the afternoon. We'll get, um, occasionally we'll get like 11 or 12 in the morning on a strength day and we'll get 17 on the day. Wow. Most of it will be though. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely a, a, I guess probably needs a lot of recovery for that. Um, and then I'm, I'm also curious, uh, how often are you guys in the weight room and what's the kind of the philosophy around uh, lifting environment? Well, the team's gotten so big now that everyone has kind of, had to uh, adopt their own philosophy, but we are all doing uh, weights at least three times a week. Three times a week? Mm-hmm. At least three times. I think some people will do weights three times a week and then go in, um, myself included, on after workouts and do legs. Um, but that's kind of up to the, up to you. Uh, but it definitely is required. Yeah. <laughs> to do core after your runs, your on your easy days. Um, yeah, I, I just do cores. Uh, I kind of split it up where I do what, like I'll do body work, um, and abdominal work, uh, the easy days and then, uh, strength days I'll do leg stuff. Nice. Nice. Well, I guess that's, that's about it. That's about all we all, you know, all we did, all the questions, you know, but thank you so much for, sorry. <laughs> I feel like we got we got going there for a while, man. 
Yeah, it. yeah, we did. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're, no, thank you for having thank me. Thank you man. so much for uh, getting on the podcast. Um, I, you know, thank you so much for uh, having your time. Uh, and then uh, what, what's the next? Uh, are, are, are you still putting much thought into your podcast? No, you don't have to talk about it, man. I just kind of put it out now to when, yeah. when somebody's willing to do it. So I asked Marielle Hall to do it. And uh, when people, she's like, no, I don't want to. Or she just never got back to me. So I kind of, I kind of let ask people less. <laughs> yeah, no. I want one of the next. I feel that. I feel that. Well, I, I noticed you, you do go on a lot of podcasts in general. Uh, it seems like, you know, you say yes most of the time, which is, which is awesome. So that's kind of having a podcast for yourself there. Um, <laughs> I do say yes, uh, for better or worse. And pretty much anyone that reaches out to me on Instagram, um, I'll respond. And I usually say yes. Uh, it might be my downfall one day. Who knows? You know, people, I mean, you're only getting bigger and bigger. I can only, I can only say, you know, so much. I, I feel like I, I answer the same questions most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but you know, anytime yeah. you're on a podcast, you just have to say one thing and the person hates you, or you can only, you can only be hated more. <laughs> From what I'm discovering. Um, what do you mean? What do you, do you feel like you got haters? Uh, I don't actually, no, I wouldn't say I do. I would say, uh, I'll just, uh, I, I don't have the too much. grant, but I have the, uh, you know, the people that follow me the most are, uh, um, I guess the people closest to who I am, the, the dreamers, the dreamers. That's good. And, and, and yeah, I, it does, it does like, you know, uh, it, it means a lot for, I mean, even if you get like a smaller podcast, it really does mean a lot for you to take, take time out of your day uh you know and especially we need to have the biggest podcast in the world like this one uh you know equally, yes. equally yeah. you know makes means a lot <laughs> after this i'm gonna get 10 podcast offers and i'm gonna have to stick to my word and, and do all <laughs> yeah probably probably that's fine uh, <laughs> well uh, i won't take up any more of your time um you know have a great saturday uh this will probably come out on thursday and again thank you so much uh, i really enjoyed talking to you yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy. For sure. I'll see you.